Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a couple of years. Hold on, hold on, One sec, one sec, one sec. Let me do my intro this time, please. Come on. I don't even know who you are. Why are you in the house? Okay. I'm a figment of your imagination, and I want to do my intro this time. Please, come on. Let me do it this once, and then I will never bother you again. Well, I don't even know you, and you're technically meant to be here. Fine, fine. Do your intro. Get it over with. Great. Okay. Hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to A Couple Things Podcast. A member of Tangent Bell Network and Wicked Radio Network. The show where these four bring a topic to discuss, ballroom style. And here are your hosts. Molly Mendenhall. Ben Mendenhall. Ray Laughlin. And Michelle Von Hirschberg. Thank you, fans, and enjoy the show. So, how was that? Not too bad, right? <laughs> you just wanted an excuse to say hit it, didn't you? Maybe. And that was an awesome intro from our main man in the UK, Ricardo. And... Ricardo. <laughs> Ricardo and Ricardo. Duh. I don't know. What, you didn't tell me the name of the other person. Um, his alter ego. His alter ego, we think. So question then. Little Ricky. Since, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Ricardo and Little Ricky. <laughs> two things. Two things about the intro. One, thank you so much for the intro. It was awesome. Yes. Second one from Ricardo. You've now set the bar at two. Uh, yeah, you're intros. nailing it. Two. You came up with a different accent for this one. <laughs> Like you lost the Britishism accent. The Britishism. That was... Britishism. That <clears throat> British accent. Too. Go with it. <laughs> we're rolling. Anyway, we're even more. We're even more. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So yeah, we're right. impressed yeah. that you're able to. Yeah. We're playing Little Ricky right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the third one, I guess, to point out. Do you guys talk to yourselves like ever when oh, you're by yeah. yourself? Yeah, I do. Yes. Like Ricard- Ricardo brought it up with Ricardo, so we need to talk about this. I. Uh, I talk to the dog and the cats. I mean, like an ongoing conversation when Molly's not around. <laughs> I do that she's as well. gone. You on... do it when I'm around, and I'm like, "What'd you say? I wasn't talking to you." She's <laughs> talking to the dog. Oh my gosh, that happens every day in our house. Ray's like, "What'd you say? Nothing. I'm talking to the cat." <laughs> I'll just be, I, I just greet him. I'm like, "Hey, boo," and that's that's booty, and then "Hey, Bubba," that's Bubba. And then whenever <laughs> yes, and Ollie, and whenever Ollie yawns, I I go, yep, that's a good point, buddy. I I talk to Mumford, I talk to Wrigley, and I kind of just like love on Mocha oh a little god, bit. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> disgusting. She's just a lover. Hi baby, hey, baby, hi baby. I'm like, who are you? That cat loves me more than most people do. <laughs> that's true. I've started yes. talking to myself a lot, like a lot more. But not to the animals. Like, you know how sometimes you think things to yourself? Like, if you're driving the car and you're like, oh, why did that person cut me off? I've noticed that I've started doing it, but out loud. Well, does cursing count? Like, I do it all I the mean, time. Me then. Constantly. No, but like, I don't curse. Like, if someone cuts me off, I'm like, oh, really? Why? <laughs> I think that's valid. Just wait until someone responds. I, that's going to get you. Yeah. I do really bad with sports, and I call myself Beck. 
Like, get it together, Beck. You do talk to oh, yourself oh, a lot. Like, I thought you were, like, yeah. watching motorsports or something. Yeah. Like, come on, Beck. You know, when I'm, Watch watching, that sport. when I'm watching NASCAR, you know, I'm like, come on. You, you mean, were like, s- when you're playing golf or something. Yeah, when I'm playing golf, I'm like, come on, Beck. Like, okay. Swing better. Speaking of which, you were really excited that Days of Thunder was on TV the other day. I've watched it twice already. <laughs> I've never seen it. That's a lot. It's That's a awesome. great NASCAR movie. Okay. Annalisa and Neil get it. Probably. They we'll like hear, NASCAR. We'll hear more from them later. Yeah, we'll hear from them in the 100th episode. I believe yeah. it's pronounced NASCAR. NASCAR? NASCAR. He's watching NASCAR with Jeff Gordon. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a lot of things to get through in the intro. Uh, Wait, the <laughs> girls have to go make tea. Yeah. Go take 10 minutes to make yeah. tea while we do this. My tea is delicious. Thank Mine's you. delicious. And we had a yeah. really nice chat upstairs. Mm-hmm. I know, we heard do? you giggling while we were waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, let me get some tea first. Hold on. Yeah, see you in 10. It just felt like a tea night. <laughs> Yeah, thank uh, you. Chinese New Year happened. Well, party was this weekend. Chinese New Year was last year. Uh, uh, it was whole... on last, not last year. It was last, last Chinese year. Yeah. Okay. It ended a year ago. <laughs> the year that that was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, my whole family came into town. Shout out to uh, all of them, along with Ben, who flew or yeah, flew up from Richmond to visit with us the whole time. Awesome to see him. We've had two weekends in a row with visitors. It's kind of magical. We never get visitors. No, never. It's awesome. And now I think it's time for us to learn a little bit about the rooster. Oh, well, it just so happens that I've got some facts about the rooster queued up on my cellular tellular. <laughs> did you just give your phone a cute nickname? Yes. I sure did. <laughs> People born in the year of the rooster, according to the Chinese zodiac, have many excellent characteristics, such as being honest, bright, communicative, and ambitious. Most of them are born pretty or handsome and prefer to dress up. In daily life, they seldom rely on others. However, they might be enthusiastic about something quickly, but soon be impassive. Thus, they need to have enough faiths and patience to insist on one thing. Strengths of the rooster. Independent. Capable. Warm-hearted. Self-respect. Quick-minded. Weaknesses. Impatient. Critical. Eccentric. Narrow-minded. Selfish. There's some fun facts about the rooster. Some of those were counterintuitive to each other. I feel like Ben really narrowed his eyes. (laughs) Good job, Ben. Thank you. Nice summary of what the rooster is. Happy New Year. That's a topic one day for me. I actually have written down as I want to go over all of our Chinese zodiacs Mm -hmm. and see which parts of the description actually Mm -hmm. fit our personality. That would be interesting to do. Uh, By the way, I wanted to thank TravelChinaGuide.com for that little nugget about the roosters. <laughs> don't want them good, thinking I'm ripping them off. Out. Yeah, yeah. No. They're gonna listen to this podcast. But that's plagiarism. Yeah, travel China guide. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or website, couplethingspodcast.com, feel free. <laughs> what a shameless plug on our own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl happened yesterday, guys. Unfortunately. Yeah. What do you mean, unfortunately? I hate the Patriots. Again, I don't know that I call it an epic game. No, I don't call it the greatest game. But I call it an epic finish because the last, like, 45 minutes of that game was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it's sort of like if you were running a marathon and 10 feet before the finish line, somebody just hacked your Achilles with a saw. And you had to crawl across. Or you just didn't crawl across because your defense (laughs) couldn't stop them from scoring 31 consecutive points. Well, your head coach also calls, like, 13 pass plays and three runs in the first, what was it? Four series in the uh, Atlanta. Yeah. It's weird. These exact yeah. things have happened at all the last marathons I've been to. Very <laughs> creepy. Just like that. It was very disappointing. I hate Tom Brady. Favorite? I just wanted oh. to see Matt Ryan get over the hump. 
I hate that guy. Well, uh, just because he burned Virginia Tech yeah. once, I don't need you to be all He's Matt such Ryan hatery. I hate that guy. Favorite commercial? I think I'm gonna have to go. Uh, it's ten shampoo. When they were like, that was a winner. guys, over the next four years, it's gonna be a lot of bad hairdos. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, stab at Donald Trump. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I have to go with that one as well. That was really funny. So I'm bummed because I left your house right before that came on, so I still haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. But of the ones that I did see, minus the ones well, while I was driving home, I think my my favorites are a tie between the Audi commercial. Um, oh, that one was such a feel-good. Mm -hmm. Wait, you don't get to give two. I better give mine before you give me oh, one. I want to hear your second one. That's fine. No one cares about you, Ray. Okay, that's true. You can oh, get that deep. Go I'm ahead. just kidding. What's your favorite? Go ahead, no. Okay, well, my 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 runner-up slash tie. Uh, did anyone go online and look at the conclusion to the 80, Lumber 84? No, huh? No. No. The, uh, yeah, they posted the full Super one. Super amazing. Was it like two minutes or something the like that? The whole thing is five minutes if five you minutes. include the part that aired during the Super Bowl. Um, but then at the end of that one, they say uh, to like continue the journey, go to journey84.com, and they show the full... Um, what was it like full commercial? It's really good. Have so to check that out. The report is that they actually had a piece of that commercial, the original one that they wanted to air, had a wall between Mexico and the United States, and how they got over the wall. Uh. But Fox made them take that part out. They really? Wouldn't, they wouldn't air it. Well, there's a wall. The wall is in the. I mean, guys, you can't display how to get over a wall. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a that's secret stuff. You don't want to tell that anybody. Totally. Just undermine the other wall. No walls can ever be shown to get over from here on out. Right. What was yours, Ray? Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, that, that was, that a was funny good. One. Yeah. That was so good that when Michelle showed up, she had just missed it. So I rewound the the, yeah. the TV while the game was going, so that she could watch that. Because I was like, we're not gonna miss the commercials. I was we'll funny. miss the part of the game that we don't really care about. That one was really good. I really thought the buy commercial was good as yes. well oh, with Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Yes. That was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Oh my gosh, I loved that you one. I kind of feel bad for the rest of those guys, though. Yeah. <laughs> aren't, aren't pictured. Um, there were some really, I thought it had a good balance of really, really funny ones, mm -hmm. but some really, like, heartstrings commercials, too. Well, Coca-Cola, but Google, what, Budweiser, Google, like, mm -hmm. actually took a stand Lumber against Trump, 84, which was great. Audi all took semi-political stands in their mm -hmm. commercials. The one rub I have with the lumber commercial is it had nothing to do with lumber. No. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm not like, man, I want to go buy some two by fours from 84 lumber now. The, the, the second persona, part does. Oh, it does? Yes. Okay. But, I will watch it in its entirety. But to counteract your point, that kind of makes me want to like use that company in the future because they mm -hmm. did that. But what did 84 Lumber tell you about 84 Lumber it other than matter. they agree with they, you? They had a great message that they portrayed. They told you you agree with you. That's more than anything that I want a company I, to tell me. What, like, <laughs> that's like the biggest like. Here's the thing though, is they made you want to watch the sequel online and the sequel is related to 84 Lumber. So it's kind of indirect, I feel like. Okay, I will watch the second part and then revise then come my back statement. Come to me. It's going to be but really it, sad if they get paid under the table for doing lumber jobs yeah. lumber in 84 lumber. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm thinking about all those people in corporate America that are like, hey, we're just like you, consumer, here at 84 Lumber with 405 locations across the contiguous <laughs> United States and great rates at 84 Lumber, just like you, consumer. 
All right, save the rest of it. Because Sorry. Malls is going to bring this up in a future episode, I think. <laughs> uh, so we did, we did split up, guys, for a little bit on Thursday. And while you guys seem to have had a little bit of fun, Ben and I had the best night. We sure did. Bro night out. It was awesome. We also need to talk... I forgot about this. We need to talk about your new addiction that you're almost over. It is oh, a man. fucking problem. We'll, we'll go to that in a second. <laughs> but you two had a very nice night out. Will you want to tell us about it? That's my topic. Yeah. So, so, so no. we should end with that. So let's not talk about that. <laughs> Did you want to tell us about your new addiction? <laughs> so I used to love capital L, capital O, capital V, lowercase e, Futurama, big time. And we it's all about this. on Netflix now. So I can binge to my heart's content. Yes, you can, sir. It is wonderful. <laughs> we watched one episode while I was over there, and Ben just goes, you know, I should watch all of these, and then he did it. And that's <laughs> all he's been doing. Oh, you know what the best part is, though? We've got seven more seasons to go. Yes! <laughs> so And three movies. Here's, yeah! Here's the weird thing, is the lead guy in Futurama, because I've never seen it, mm-hmm. so I was cooking the other night, and I wasn't watching the TV, I was just listening to it, mm-hmm. and I was like... It's amazing to listen to, too. And I was like, Duh. that's Doug Funny. And Ooh. it turns out the guy who f- hosts... The voices Futurama is the guy that played Doug. He was Doug Funny in the oh, cartoon from, from Doug. The, from yeah. the cartoon. Oh, like Doug. Billy yeah, West. Like Got also it. a cartoon. So I'm like in the kitchen and I'm like, that's Doug Funny. That's Doug Funny. And it was Doug Funny. It's Philip J. Fry to you. Yeah. <laughs> he grew up and got a real man's job. <laughs> and got another cartoon show. <laughs> but it's so good. It is good. The, the, the political commentary and the satire on that show is just phenomenal. Well, and I feel like right now all the episodes where Headless Richard Nixon is president. Sure. Like, is so applicable to today's situation. Yeah. <laughs> when he tries, when the asteroid's about to crash. Yeah. yeah I love good. when he has the headless body, too, that yeah. walks around. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy show. Well, I think it's it's good that you guys both like this show because I think Malls and I agree that it's not great. Mm-mm. So you guys can watch it together. Yeah. However, and we cannot. I'm really excited because Molly agreed to watch one episode with me. I didn't. Should. Yeah, you did. You forgot about it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Watch one episode. No, I Make did it not. one of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the long one. <laughs> I'm just saying, Malls, if I stretched out all the time I've spent in my life watching Nicholas Sparks movies, I feel like you might be able to afford me one little 27-minute sliver of Futurama. I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the violin that's playing. <laughs> Play, uh... I, at, this, at, this thing, at this point, it's probably like a standing bass. <laughs> Huge. All the Hall- Hallmark movies, throw all those in there? Yeah! When do we get to watch what what I want to watch? What is your problem? (laughs) Yeah, we never saw the Cubs win the World Series. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't have to watch it again on New Year's Eve when you were drunk and you're like, let's not watch the ball drop, let's watch the Cubs. We only got the Cubs. And then you confused Vaughn because she thought baseball was actually on TV. (laughs) Why is baseball on? In the middle of December? Guys, I was so confused. (laughs) That's how much she had to drink. Yeah, at least I know what season it is. <laughs> Damn you, Harry Potter cocktails. Oh, man, uh, that was rough. <laughs> last thing I think we need to get through before we move on to the actual part of the show that we do some talking. Oh, yeah, that part. Uh, we're going to suspend the Dan rule because he's done us a favor and had another one of us on his show. Thanks, Dan. The fourth member of CTP. We had a great time. It was a fantastic episode. Thanks. Loved it. You did a fantastic job. It was a good crossover. 
He recommended some great podcasts that I'd never heard of. I was pretty stoked. I've already added them to my list. Give us a preview of just one of your recommendations so that everybody has to go listen to for the other three. Uh, so <clears throat> I've been raving about this to you guys for weeks, but The Modern Man was one of my recommendations. Hmm. Um, thanks to Ollie Mann of Answer Me This. He has an amazing show, and you should check it out. But I talk about it on Dan's show. Helen's Altman counterpart. Yeah, we had a little bit of a Helen's Altman, she Ollie Man trifecta love fest between the illusionist, the modern man, and answer me this. Oh, that's a good love trifecta. <laughs> it totally is. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Dan, for again letting us all come on your show. Because it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had a lot of fun when we did it. Oh, I had I a blast. Yeah. 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 Dan's this has so been easy. going on for over a year now, by the way, guys. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. He's so easy to talk to. It's just it was just so fun. Well, I feel like when you're defending indie podcast of the year 2015, <laughs> it's easy to have those conversations. Yes. You know your shit. Yeah. And for you listeners, get ready for the intro for episode 100. Mm-hmm. Things are coming down wah, wah, wah. down the pipeline or yeah. up really nicely for the episode. Mm-hmm. You won't want to turn it down. Speaking or of anything. <laughs> it's coming up. Yeah. What's give, the shout, give us a plug, Malls. 100th episode, coming up, guys. Not next week, like I had calculated, but the week <laughs> after. So you yeah. still have just a little bit of time to send us in a recording. We've got quite a few, but we would love a few more because we... Because we're greedy. Because <laughs> we're greedy. Because <laughs> we're greedy yeah. and we're needy. And, and we need you to send the This is the best salesman at his company. <laughs> I'm, I'm hey, not, we want money. Yeah, I'm not Give here to BS you. <laughs> so send them in, couplethingspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll feature you guys on the show. Uh, cheers to the listeners. Cheers to the listeners. Cheers. Even tea. though you guys are clink, clink. five minutes to make tea while I got my beautiful <laughs> more than shiver. Uh, five is on the short end of that concoction. Uh, Ray, <laughs> your beer is delicious. Yeah, it is. Highly recommended. Christian Moorline, which has been around for years. It's called Shiver. It's a chai spiced porter. Absolutely delicious. We're gonna and I hate another porters, but that's awesome. That thing <gasps> is we'll be delicious. buying it again. I love porters. I know. And then you do. Vanilla, Vanilla porters. porters in particular. Uh, and then last thing, shout out to Brian Hour for the Brian, Brian Hour Power Hour. Power Hour. Hi, Brian. Hi. Thanks, Thanks for buddy. listening and for sponsoring us. And, and hi to Brian's wife because she doesn't get enough credit. That's true. <laughs> that yeah. is true. She's probably giving like <laughs> half of the money they give on Patreon, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, way to steal all the limelight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> next Maybe we month, shouldn't attack our <laughs> next month we're shouting out your wife. You should think about that. <laughs> Mrs. Brian Hour Power Hour. <laughs> All right, so let's get the show started, guys. Every week the four of us bring a topic to discuss ballroom style. Ballroom style? What is that? Ballroom style. It's ballroom style. style. Well, that's what Ricardo says when he did our intro. Uh it's because you lost the accent. If he said it with the accent, it would have been perfect, but it was a ballroom style. You can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, not last week because I forgot, Google Play, and our website, couplethingspodcast.com. If you want to support us, follow us on Twitter at couplethingspod or by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash couplethings. Thanks as always to Dear Lincoln for our fantastic theme song. First up, Malls, what's your topic? 
Look how you look so innocent about it. Like you didn't just pet my face like it was no big deal. This is why I we did. need to go to a video podcast so, <laughs> so you, everyone can see us in our pajamas. In our pajamas, <laughs> and when Ben pets Molly's face, which is more than a just uncommon occurrence. <laughs> well, I, I had to clarify. I was upstairs changing my clothes when I got home from work. When they said comfy clothes, do they mean like pajama comfy or just like jeans and a t-shirt comfy? He literally yelled that down to me. I said, I'm wearing pajamas, Ben. So You interpreted it correctly because that's what we're wearing. I just wanted to make sure before I put my jam jams on. Um, well, you're in, lucky I'm not in my pajamas. In the Von Laughlin household, comfy does not equal jeans. Comfy equals sweatpants or pajamas. Technically, comfy house. is no pants. But yeah, we, we figured we'd put pants on for you guys. <laughs> Dude, I get it. <laughs> Balls, what's your topic? Your topic is about. Right, my topic is the topic about. Topic is. <laughs> I was like, what is what? Something <laughs> happened this past week that you wanted to talk about. It's been a dramatic night, okay? <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk, didn't about, talk that. about that. Oh crap! Oh, oh no. we got, oh barf! We gotta <laughs> act it out. Okay, go. All right. Set the scene for us, I, I will small, be pl- A small tangent. This is not my topic, guys. From, from our intro to this. Yeah. yeah. I will be playing the part of Mumford the dog. Molly will be playing the part of Molly the Molly. All right. So, and <clears throat> enter. Scene. So I'm in the car, and I'm like, just pick Mumford up from doggy daycare. He's so excited. He's like looking out the window, looking at me, looking out the window, looking at me. And I'm like, he's a little squirmy. Normally he like lays down and he's out cold. Like, buddy, what's going on? Looks over at me, not even kidding. Projectile vomits. All over me, the seat, the car. Stop gurgling. <laughs> the console. So immediately I like scream because because I did. At the same time, I took my foot off the brake and almost hit the car in front hey, of me. I'm telling you this as the dog. You are not acting in the first person. You are telling a story. This was supposed to be acted out. I'm back in the dog character. <laughs> so Mumford's vomit is now all over my, my pants. Lays down in the barf. <sighs> you okay, buddy? That's a rough day for him. It was green. It was gross. I immediately called Ben and was like, you have to come home right now. Well, as soon as I hung up with you, I thought, what am I going to do to help you? Like, you're coming up. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, the console cup holders are like sloshing with vomit. My pants were green. I was literally sitting in a pool of vomit. I was yeah. like, I can't get him out of the car. Somehow get in the house, get him in the house. It was raining out, so I couldn't put him in the backyard. Yeah. It was like the perfect storm of colossal fuck. Uh, storm. <laughs> it is raining. I took all the stuff that needed Barf. to be cleaned from your car and put it out in the rain to wash it off. <laughs> <laughs> all other floor mats, threw them both in the driveway. <laughs> all natural. I mean, that is the brilliant thing about all weather floor mats. Yeah. Now I see why you went with dog or cats over dogs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, Wrigley does barf a lot, though. So not on me, though. Yeah, yeah. And not like that. And not projectile. Like it was like a scene from a horror film. <laughs> With Maul's like, do you say you had your head out the window, like trying not to vomit? So I like almost Eastern threw up. Style. <laughs> so I like put the window down. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna puke, and I'm covered in puke. That's the nightmare. And of that course, like nightmare. perfect storm, I had had to sit in traffic to get home because it was rush hour. So by the time I got home, like rush my hour raining, it's just like mm. saturated, saturated and vomit. It was like th- the worst. So malls, 
What was your topic for this hey, episode? Uh, uh, untangent and scene. Nice work. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. You're a really Go good team. What a thespian you Go are. Go team. <laughs> so my topic today relates to girl night from Which this was past awesome. week. Yes. So normally on girl night, it's like PJs, Grey's Anatomy, you know, like maybe, Panera. Some, maybe some tea, Panera. Not this week. We took it to the next level. We put on our big girl pants. Naked pillow fight? <laughs> I said we that put on pants. pants. Sorry. <laughs> got it. Got it. That was just us, bitch. Yeah, that was me and Ray. Sorry. We put on our big girl pants, and on a Tuesday, we went to a concert. And it was so great. Who'd we see? We went to see the Lumineers. Yee! Thanks Ooh. to Malls, whose amazing idea it was to go to the concert. It was so good, was it not? I did not even know they were playing. I've... Not a, I'm not as big a fan as Malls, but I was really excited, and it was mind-blowing. It was so good. Well, you love the first CD. I, I love the, the second. first CD. I'd never heard the second one. So between the two of us, we had all our songs covered. Yes, we were good to go. And so that sparked my uh, topic this week, which is concert etiquette. So it was very interesting, the Lumineers concert. So there was two opening acts. They played like two and a half hours after even the original start time. It was insanely long. Like I said, big girl pants. It was a work night. Actually, I have to stop you here because you <laughs> literally leaned over to me at about eight forty-five or nine, and you said, "We're gonna be bi- we're uh, we're gonna be adults tonight. Yeah, we're not gonna worry about the fact that it's past our de- bedtime. We're gonna have a good time." I said, "Yes, we are." I did say that, and I was like. Oh, I like. I think I yawned, and then I was like, "Oh my god, it's nine o'clock!" Like, oh god, it's nine, and you were like, "No, we're gonna be adults tonight." <laughs> you realize you could take that conversation and transplant it to two five-year-olds, and yeah. it has the same context. <laughs> we're gonna be adults. It is tonight. way past our bedtime at nine o'clock. <laughs> well, we're staying up. Vaughn looked over at me and goes, "You're right, we are." And also, malls were twenty-nine. <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." So anyway, anyway, the concert started and it was super weird. I turned to Vaughn and I said, this is the first concert I've ever been to where people weren't standing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was sitting and like literally the clouds parted and everyone stood at that time. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So concert etiquette, do's, don'ts. Do we find it weird if you have to sit at a concert? I think it very much depends on the concert. So, yeah. So running with the sitting standing thing, I would say if you're going to a concert like... Lumineers or like a pop concert like JT or any of those where it's very like the energy's high, people are dancing. I feel like you kind of have to stand. You think you totally do. I think you do. The only caveat I have is in some of the Dave concerts when they run three and a half-ish hours and it's real kind of mellow, just light jam session – I'd be really happy to sit down at that point. I, yeah, I could see that. It's not mellow light jam session. But you know, there are periods where it'll be kind of 10 to 15 minutes of just kind of like... No. <laughs> yes. No, yes, it no. is. It's like that uh, Chinese player at the Chinese party. Yeah, but party picture 10 other instruments behind me. Mandolin. Yeah. <laughs> But that's I how it sounds. am yeah. ashamed of you, But sir. that's how it is sometimes. Ben, it's very ben, mellow. Ben, that's called toke time. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you two are awful. So, so I'm sorry. You're going to tell me there's no weed yeah. at a Dave the concert. The old split Oh, no, 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 no. That's part of why I love Dave concerts, oh, because okay. of the smell. But it is not mellow <laughs> to the point where people need to sit. You're right. All those people that are burning reefer are just super <laughs> effing jazzed. <laughs> that's what weed does to you, bitch. Yeah. 
You go crazy. Start ripping eyeballs out. I just feel like ah! I just feel like if you sit at a concert, how are you supposed to get into it and dance and groove and sing? I You've like, seen me at concerts. I feel like you're taking this out on me. <laughs> you spoke poorly Very about aggressive. Dave. She's very aggressive. Very must, aggressive. Be the, must be the tea. So, so moving away from Dave. <laughs> we gotta get her a beer. <laughs> we, need to, yeah. we need to bring this down a Another notch. example, perhaps. <laughs> Fun's like, let's casually change the topic. Yeah. No, my parents and I went to see Elton John when I was little. And he played for four hours. It was insanely long. He mm-hmm. started at seven or eight and we didn't leave till midnight. I can't stand and watch Elton John for four hours. There, yeah, you, you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sit down. Oh, God, he's playing again. He's back. Well, sometimes, I mean, too, Elton with piano. That's a little different. So people were standing for, like, the first 20, 30 minutes. Like, people were jazzed. But most of the crowd was sitting the entire time because it was, like, a marathon. That and they're all 80. They were not all 80. So you're saying if there was, like, a marathon mellow kind of jam session on the that's piano, what I'm saying. you would want to sit down, I'm, maybe. I'm talking about Elton John, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave concert. I do, but at like hour four, when everybody's like really relaxed, it'd be nice to sit down for five minutes. I'd, I'd sit down after four hours at a Bears game. In fact, I sit down for most of those. Yeah. I think what Ben is saying is that he just gets tired and wants to sit down. Yes. <laughs> Lazy bum. Ray. I've been to a concert where you sat down the whole time. Who was, was it? Three Doors Down, the religious band. Three, do- <laughs> three, do- three Doors Sit Down. Yeah. <laughs> That was, uh, we went with my Three church Three Doors group. Down isn't a religious band. Okay, then I'm thinking the wrong band. Yeah, Three Doors Down is not a religious like, band. They were like 90s middle school jams. <laughs> or, or Alter Bridge. Creed. Oh, uh, what was it? it, it was no, the people who sang the fray. It's Three Something. Three Dogs Night. Uh, no. <laughs> Are you actually 75? <laughs> Probably. Anyway, it was a super religious concert. No real energy going on in Yeah, it. that makes sense. I also feel like like I've been to um, a bunch of Yanni concerts with my parents, and that's a very sit-down mm-hmm. atmosphere. I've literally never been to a concert where I've sat down. Literally. Again, though, it's the type of concerts you go to. I don't think that you would sit down. I don't know. Red Hot Chili Peppers concert I went to, we sat down for a hmm. big portion of it. Really? We stoned off our ass when we got there, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the kind of music in my mind. If it's like rock, pop, something that's mm-hmm. jazzy, dancey, like energetic, you're probably standing. Maybe it's because I've never been to a mellow and or religious or anything like that concert. Every classical Unless concert I've been to, count. people are sitting down. Hmm. What are other pieces of concert etiquette? Yeah, besides to sitting yeah, and standing. The sitting, standing <laughs> debate. really stuck on this whole sitting thing. <laughs> well, so, sorry, not to belabor the sitting, standing thing, but <laughs> here's the awkward thing about it. At Lumineers and other concerts I've been to, it seems like half the people want to stand and half the people want to sit. And I feel forced to stand if the people in front of me are standing, even if I didn't want to stand because now I can't see. Right. No, so there's like physical stature things. Always maybe. that awkward balance of like, oh, the people behind me are sitting. Do I feel like a dick? I'm going to stand anyway. But, oh, but they can't see. Do they care? Eh. I feel like if they cared, they would have... Okay, so at the Lumineers concert, me and Bonnie took a stand, literally, and literally. stood up. The people behind us sat. I feel like if they really cared that much about seeing, but really, we're not that tall anyway. Yeah. They could have stood they up. They see right over time. <laughs> right over, they're, they're going, are they standing or sitting yeah. right now? And the weird, that is the weird thing when half half the crowd was standing, the other it half was, was sitting. Weird. You do you. Whatever you, you do, feel yeah. like doing. Why do you need to wait on everybody else? But that comes into the concert etiquette. I guess, it is it rude for those people behind you? They wanted those seats. They could have paid the ten dollars more and gotten them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. Because I always feel awkward if I'm standing in front of someone who's sitting, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel like they could just stand up. I don't know. The other thing, people who talk at concerts. I did not pay $75 <laughs> to listen to you talk behind No me. fun at the concert. <laughs> Do not consult with you your can, compatriots. You can have fun, but like me and Vaughn like chatted in between songs yeah. or like... I'm talking about like Rude. when you've got like Joe Blow behind you that talks the oh, entire Joe Blow's back. No, Joe. Joe Blow is back. <laughs> On a date with Cheryl. I don't even understand. Oh, poor Cheryl. Poor Cheryl. Poor Cheryl. <laughs> See, I don't even understand how people can do that. Like, the concerts in those big arenas are so loud. I couldn't hear you when we were trying to exchange comments during a song. No. It was insanely loud. The guy that I hate at concerts is the, I have an assigned seat, but I'm going to dance in ten of them guy. <laughs> that guy drives me insane. You know the guy I'm referring to I do know the guy that you're referring At the Dave to. concert in Cuyahoga Falls, dancing all over the damn place. Like, sit down, you fool. O- like, the usher had to keep being like, sir, get in your seat, because he was just like, all, all over, over the place. That guy. Um, he needed to sit down is what he needed to do. <laughs> was going to sit him down. Yeah. <laughs> I silently judge people who just keep getting up and down. Like those <laughs> the, girls. The girls in our holy aisle. Holy crap. <laughs> there, were, there was a set of like five or six girls sitting next to us. Every two seconds, one of them had to get out of their seat. Mm-hmm. First you know, of all. While we were waiting for things to start. First of all, why don't you pee with a buddy? Because I swear one of them <laughs> would go. They all went individually. Yeah, and then the next one would go. And I'm like. You know what? Fill each other in on what happened. Yeah. You know what me and Vaughn did? We went to the bathroom together because that's what you do. Oh my God. By the end, I was just like, <laughs> seriously, someone else is getting up. I was like, Malls, I'm taking bets. How many more times are they going to get up? <laughs> and they all look the same. So we were like, was that the same girl or was that a new girl? <laughs> you know who else makes it awkward at, con- awkward at concerts? Hmm. Overly handsy couple. This is our song. I need to stick my hands down your pants on your butt. <laughs> like always pulling them in close when the other one really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Yes. Or, or the couple at the Lumineers concert who looked like they were wasted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now wasted people at a concert are pretty funny. No, no, no. no not always. Okay, they aren't. So these particular individuals. Well, they better be because I was a lot. So. <laughs> okay, but okay. You have to break it down for them. So, The Lumineers is definitely a fun, energetic concert, but it's not like a dance concert. Right. You know, you're swaying, you're clapping, you're singing along, but it's not like you're in a club. These people were in their own personal club. I don't think they realized there was anyone else around. She was, like, doing hip rolls and, like, like, waving her arms in the air. The technical term is a hip roll bin. Sorry, not a twerk. What made it more obvious is that that time they were the only two standing in that section. (laughs) And so they were playing, like, this slow, folksy song, and she's like, yeah! I'm like, are we in a club? This is really awkward. Rapid pelvic thrusting. <laughs> That's to her, exactly the whole what world it was. was. Sped up three times speed. Yeah. <laughs> she was on something, and I couldn't stop watching her. <laughs> oh uh, man! All right, gang. Well, next time we all go to a concert together, and which needs to happen, we're gonna stand. I've decided. Okay, we can Kay. do that. The Ten whole four. time. Um, we stood the whole time. Yeah. What if there's a mandolin solo, and I just want to sit down? Here's the. Th- <laughs> you know, like Dave playing. You know what? We've been to enough concerts together. You know the right etiquette. Ray, what's your topic? Wrong. (laughs) 
Was that a Trump reference? Did, Wrong. Did we change the order? Wait, what? No. Am I next? I thought you were third. No. no. Wrong. <laughs> okay. You said we were splitting up Ben and Molly, or Ben and Michelle. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And Ben's going last. Okay. Right. Well, next up, Vaughn, what's your topic? Malzition. I didn't hear that we it's changed it. Ma- yeah, <laughs> malition. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you need to have a track record to, to have yeah. a something ish position. Molly, 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 Molly. Switching gears from concerts. <laughs> Let's unpack that. From concerts to marches. <laughs> um, so I was inspired. Malls and I were talking at Girl Night about the marches that have been taking place a lot over the last few weeks, and I was thinking a lot about civic engagement. And I was thinking about it because, you know, in school we used to take government and some of us took civics and other things. And I don't know, you learn about the structure of your government and like what a democracy is. And it's all very textbook and you don't really learn like how to participate. And especially now in the this day and age, I feel like people don't really participate as much in the democracy. A lot of people don't vote. People don't really engage with their representatives. It's just... It's becoming a very detached process. And so my question is, do we think with all the events of the last couple months and with the marches and everything that's happening, do you think this will, like, one of the positive effects will be that people get more engaged? Or do you think that this is just, like, a reactionary period and then people will lose steam and it won't actually change? It's a good topic. That is a good topic. And I guess... What would you like to do to be more engaged? If you don't feel engaged, do you want to be more engaged, et cetera, et cetera? Let's talk engagement and not the wedding kind. And we don't mean weddings, people. Right. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I might take the lesser traveled road here. It pains me to say this, but I think there will be an initial reactionary period, and then it will start to trail off. I, I hate to say <sighs> that, but after, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> after 9-11, for example, everybody puts their flags out. Everybody super patriotic. We need to come together as a nation. As that goes away, or as time goes on, that feeling goes away. Flags mm-hmm. go away. It just doesn't hold the weight that it once does. I think that's not necessarily just with this specific instance, but I think in general, people will react, and there's typically a big outcry or an outpouring of support, mm-hmm. and then it gradually tails off. Yeah. So, sorry to bum everybody out. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> Well, you know, I I feel like this was a different version of what we've seen in recent years where, you know, it seems like younger people are the more active in societies and cultures, mainly college towns and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, maybe because they, you know, got that gung-ho, let's take care of the planet Earth or whatever your cause is, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. This was a little different because you did see people in wheelchairs that were old, like could barely walk, but they still wanted to be out there with mm-hmm. these people. Um, you know, I've been watching a lot more political shows off and on. Uh, and I watch a lot of highlight shows of, of some of the, my, my favorite political shows. And, you know, they were making points like the thing about the, the women's March was that nobody was there to really capture those people because you saw just on every news channel, they would talk about, well, this person from Dakota falls, New- New York flew all the way down to do mm-hmm. this march in, in D.C. You know, for the first time ever, she was active. And that happened everywhere. Everybody was active for... A lot of people were active for the first time ever. But there weren't heads and people there trying to capture those people again. 
because that woman flew back to Dakota Falls or wherever. And, you know, if you didn't get her name, she's kind of gone. You know, you got to hope that you can recapture that momentum mm -hmm. right. to bring her back. And, you know, these issues that they were talking about are cross party lines, and I think, in a lot of ways. But this was overall very Democrat, uh, the Democratic Party's kind of wheelhouse if they had tried to capitalize earlier. Mm -hmm. And they tried at the end, it seemed like, but they didn't do enough at the beginning to like head spearhead this and direct people to, hey, you did a really great job before you leave. Could you sign these petitions, you know, or get your name on this so that we can keep you informed? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that didn't happen in, in some of these. Maybe in like D.C. it did, but, you know, here in Cincinnati, I heard there weren't a lot of those happening, you know, in other parts of the country where those were happening. So I am worried, but at the same time, the issues that are happening right now with this country are staying in the news, and I don't foresee them going away. The thing I'm scared about is that people are going to become deaf to them mm -hmm. because you hear them every day reoccurring. You know, it may be a different message, but it's the same skin, you know, just overlaid on the on what the message is and that that could desensitize people to it. But if, you know, people feel that strongly, like Michelle and I do kind of, I think there is a chance that you could see this change a little bit. Because what is it, the largest march since the uh, Martin Luther King one? Uh, yeah, I don't really know the, the stats on it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure this was, like, the largest since that period. Like mm. We haven't seen it since that time. Um, I actually heard it was the largest ever. Okay, so it might have been. Yeah, I mean, especially I'm, collectively, I, Don't maybe. quote me on that, but I thought I read that. Oh, it's going to be the paper tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially collectively, you know, when you count all the cities around the country that we're actually doing, and around the world, for that matter. There were, mm -hmm. country, you know, countries around the world and staging the same protest. Um, so it's really interesting to see, and it's interesting that we have such a a global connection to everybody that you could see people in mm -hmm. Tehran marching. You could see people in Sao Paulo marching. It's really interesting in that way. The thing that concerns me about this kind of movement right now is similar to the whole, uh, shoot, what was it? The Wall Street thing, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be a unifying message. That's my like, big issue with it. Occupy Wall Street, it was, we're just kind of mad at the 1% but we don't really have a plan to do anything about it, and we're just kind of mad about it. There, To me, I I support people's ability to march and to protest and to do whatever they think they need to do mm -hmm. from, a, from a democratic standpoint. But at the same time, my question is, what is the unifying message, and what are you hoping to accomplish? Mm -hmm. That's always my question with yeah. these types of events. Yeah. So is it something where you're going to see people go march because they're upset and then not take an involvement in local politics? Because ultimately, if you want to change something, you yeah. need to set a, this sounds really corny, but set a goal and achieve it. Mm -hmm. Like in the Civil Rights March, it was pretty simple. We want equal rights, just like white people have. Mm -hmm. Unifying message. Way to do it. We're going to pass laws and bills that give us those equal rights. Right. Right now, it's like, what? what is the goal? What is the unifying message that we're trying to get across, and what are we trying to accomplish? And right. I, I don't know that that's been laid out clearly. Yeah, I don't think it had it going. I mean, there it started as Facebook groups that had a message they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But then so many people showed up that weren't part of those. You know, they were there for the cause, but it might have differed just a little bit from what was being said. Mm -hmm. The thing about the uh, Occupy Wall Street, though, majority-wise, it was a younger demographic. Oh, yeah, was it was very young. Yeah. And again, you go back to this one, you saw grandmothers. Kind of got everybody. You know, old white men out there doing it, mm -hmm. which you probably, you know, there were some maybe at Occupy Wall Street, but I don't know that you could say you could pick up that many. Yeah. Miles, what were you going to say? 
I just, I think we talked about this on Girl Night. That was mm-hmm. my issue with the march was you've got all these people that are out there for the one common purpose, which was the march, but they were all out there with different goals. Like mm-hmm. you had the people that were out there for, you know, women's rights. You had the people that were out there for refugee rights, for equality. And then you had the people out there that were, you know, hashtag I'm with her. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're still just angry, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. They so just wanted to do something, you know, right. unlike Martin Luther King, where there was one common great purpose that they were fighting for. I feel like the message got lost here because so many people had different messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all comes back to action. You know, everybody went out. That's great. Biggest march ever. Awesome. But what are you doing now? Mm-hmm. Like, what was your goal? Like, I understand your goal was to, like, freedom of speech and, you know, come together. But what now? So where do you... So, okay. So everyone's a pessimist here except for me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm optimistic that, you know, the fact is, though, this started with just regular people starting a Facebook group to do this. So you did see an upwelling of normal Joe Blows with Cheryl's putting this whole thing together. Poor Cheryl. <laughs> Poor Cheryl. You saw these people putting this together, and I mean, I'm sure there was a leader in that group, but maybe not a nationwide recognized entity that was doing something like this. And I'm not enough of a historian to know, you know, when Martin Luther King did that march, how organized was that? Like, I, I'm, you know, they obviously couldn't just contact each other in a, on a whim. They used to actually do it in the back of an old kitchen. So there used to be this restaurant. It was on the Kitchen Sisters. Yeah. That's how I learned about it. <laughs> and cool. They used to have closet meetings in the back of kitchens and talk about everyone cool. meeting and marching. So, like, how many people were there, though? That's like... Small group. Started very small. And then word of mouth. Slowly trickled spread. out. Well, that's kind of my point. Like, you, you know... It's, a, it's the telephone game. You start a message and it gets spread right. 20 times and that message is a little bit muddled, but at least you have a hopeful, close idea of what is going on. Um, you know, I, I'm just curious, how organized was that? Like, how many leaders were, like, there directing things to happen the way they wanted it to? You know, you've seen those iconic mar- marches of Martin Luther with, with uh, people on either side of him with arms mm-hmm. long- linked walking down the street together, and that's great. But, you know, what was the rest of the area around them like where people just muddling or middling around just walking and or was it actually like focused the whole time i don't know the answer so i'm not sure that i could compare that to what's happening now yeah but it could be similar i was thinking along the lines of to go current the black lives matter movement for Mm -hmm. example clear unifying message everybody that's there is probably 99 percent of them are there for the exact same reason Mm -hmm. it's a very clear this is what we want and this is how we intend to get it Mm -hmm. type of message yeah Whereas, again, I don't think in the most recent marches it was more of we're, we're angry, we're upset, and all of us are going to come together and march. So I'm not totally pessimistic about it, though. Like, So my issue was that we didn't have a, like, a clear, defined mm-hmm. message to really make that point like gung-ho. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like it did happen, great. The fact that everyone did come together, like great. The fact that right now I feel like more people are in tune with the news and what is actually going on in this country more than literally ever, Mm -hmm. great. But you got to keep, like you said, you have to keep the momentum going. My my hope is this will get, this will eventually, maybe not in the immediate future, but over the course of this generation that's coming up, people will be more involved in politics and think, Maybe instead of turning on the Kardashians, maybe it wouldn't kill me to turn on MSNBC for 20 minutes and see right. what's going on in my district. What can I do to help? Or every four years checking in. Right. You know, which is, I think, <laughs> what, what bites you in some ways in this stuff. The other thing that I think, though, is 
is there a way to do it organized anymore? Like, is this what you got to get if you want this size of people coming in that everybody feels like they have a reason to be there versus there's one reason and if you associate with it, then you should show up, but the rest of you hold off. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have been as newsworthy if I think just one small sect of people were there. The women's actually might have been larger than because I think it started with women's rights. I don't know that's necessarily true, though, because... If you have like a defined purpose and like you all have the same belief, sometimes a smaller group makes more of an impact than one big group, but like very, you know, various different ideas. So I think I probably disagree with the three of you in that I think the message was muddled because I think the message was actually pretty clear in that people were out there because Trump has made it clear that he does not want to support marginalized groups doesn't matter who they are, women, refugees, Black Lives Matter. Um, he wants to do the Muslim, quote, I'm quoting, Muslim ban or whatever. I think no matter what you were out there for specifically. Yeah, but who are you quoting, the media or yeah. the doesn't president? doesn't matter. I'm just saying the message was I'm out here because I feel strongly that someone is, someone's rights are being stomped on. And whether it's, I mean, the overwhelming message was women's rights. Obviously, there were more. But anyway, the point is, is I, I think that the thing I was impressed by with the march is that they actually have a website for things you can actually do now that you've gone to the march. And it's been well circulated. So if you were there, um, like they were, they were saying, if you were at the march, text, you know, something to this number. And um, we're trying to do this count of how many people actually attended a march. And in return, you get a link to this website that says, now here are a list of actions you can do over the next 100 days or whatever. So whether people do that or not, of course, is up in the air. But I am hopeful. I'm hopeful that that event was energizing enough for people that it propels action. Um, I know that at least on my like small circle of friends, I've seen a lot of people posting like, hey, today I called five people. Here's how you do it. Here are the instructions. Um, I just think that I have never seen that before. I've never seen peers to peers saying, hey, today I called my representative and it's so easy and you should do it too. And by the way, let's have this letter writing party and send, you know, that stuff I feel like just, I haven't seen that before in our demographic. And I hope that that indicates for the future what we'll see more of because I think that our age group in general needs to get more engaged and more invested. And if if this is what gets us to that point, I think that's great. But I guess we'll see. We're still really, really in the... Like, We're in the prime right now. Very like yeah. passionate, angry phase, which I think will be going on for a while. It'll be interesting to see how things progress well yeah you know as more and more stupid decisions come down the line we'll, yeah. we'll kind of say where it goes well and i th and just before we end this topic i found a really interesting article um and i was telling malls about it at girl night it was basically like um if you're just now getting into activism and you're getting involved first of all don't be ashamed that you weren't involved before it's great that you're involved now like don't make let people make you feel like, oh, well, if you just got involved now because of all the stuff that's going on. Right. It doesn't matter. You're involved now. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, but then they also said, like, Ray, you were talking about being desensitized. 
and they said one of the worst things you can do is to be glued to the TV. Because the more you see it, it's like watching horror movies all the time. Right. Like, the more you see things that are upsetting, if you find these things upsetting, um, the more you're like, oh, well, this is normal now. Mm-hmm. You know? And they were saying, like, if if these things are important to you, don't, like, don't watch the news all the time. Like, stay engaged by not letting it be normalized mm-hmm. for you. So I thought that was an interesting point as well. And it's a good tip for a lot of people. Yeah, for yeah. people who want to be engaged and are really passionate right now but might get burnt out later, which I think a lot of people will because it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to keep up this level of passion <laughs> all <Right>. the time. <laughs> Burnout is real. Yeah. So anyway, civic engagement, guys. Hopefully we see it happen. Ray. <laughs> What's your topic today? Okay, my topic today comes from Reddit. And it actually comes from an individual called Poop underscore Benedict. Mm, <laughs> the old Benedict Poop. Oh, Benedict Poop, poop. Benedict. <laughs> he posted on Reddit uh, a week ago or something like that. What character would be dead in the first ten minutes in a movie if the plot line didn't need them? So I'm posing <laughs> that question to you guys. I'm going to take away the easy one. Harry Potter. Damn you, Ray. <laughs> Harry Potter would be the easy one. It got the most upvotes on there. If Voldemort had heard of a shiv and had one of the Slytherins just cut his throat in the first 10 minutes of that movie, it would all be over. Mm-hmm. That's true. The whole series would be different. Yeah. You need to play that out, though, Malls. What would happen then? There's a lot of different <laughs> scenarios, Ray. I could go a lot of directions with this. I think Voldemort wins. Voldemort does yeah. not win. Hermione's the true underlying heroine of the entire book series. I mean, that's Hermione true anyway. Need so. a resistance, but I don't think she wins. <laughs> She definitely wins because then Snape's role has a completely different aspect to it. So Snape wouldn't mm. like take a way bigger role. You don't need Harry. I said that all along. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like Harry Potter. But Hermione is the true mastermind and Snape of those books. So I feel like there's a chance Hermione does not live because there is one instance when Harry saves her. And without Harry there, that doesn't happen. Granted, Ron it's dies like, like six different yeah, ways. Yeah, but it would be a completely different story. It's not yeah. like you would still have the exact same plot line to where she would die. It'd be completely different. This is like the It's a Wonderful Life of the Wonderful World of Wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> you are never alive, Harry. You are there to save that girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Clarence is Irish. Yeah, why yeah, well, is it Irish? they're British, so I figured British. Ireland. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are you giving him a hard time oh, for? Poor Clarence. <laughs> just got Irish all of a sudden. <laughs> She's about to close up the library. <laughs> I love that line in that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> so Harry Potter's off the table. All right. Anybody got another one? Star Wars, Fluke Skywalker. We all knew that was coming. If he gets 86 right off the bat, the Empire just cruises their way into galactic domination, yep. and that is it. There's no Game point. over. Like, R2 starts his runoff, like, two hours later. So Luke's like, all right, come here and get you in, put him in the back, and <laughs> yeah. fly back. Stormtroopers show up, pow, pow, you're done. Right. Pew, pew, excuse pew, pew. Me. You know Wedge Antilles ain't shooting any torpedoes in the <laughs> exhaust port, am he, I right? He's never hit a womp rat in his life. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> um... <laughs> Frodo. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, that, that would have been like, take the longest trilogy and it would be very short. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My point is, is that Frodo is not the kind of character who should live, but he does because the entire story depends on him 
taking making it, it all the way, taking mm-hmm. it all the way. But he is not the type of character who should be living in this in this plot line. So, do you think Sam could have taken the ring all the way? Like no. he's supposed to have like that heart that. No, Sam. Sam is the helper. Sam is not the doer. Uh, biggest plot hole. Could we just note that if the bird would have picked them up in the <laughs> beginning, then yeah. the whole thing would have been I over. I think that's what made me hate Lord Eagle. of the Rings. Is where has those stupid birds been the entire time? And then you bring them back for the uh, the Hobbit. And yeah. Then they like fly them to a point where hey, we can see it now. We got to take two yeah. more movies to get yeah. over there. Here's my question: Is the eagles are flying around? You know they're watching all this happen, going. Is it bad now? Yeah, kinda. Is it bad enough? <laughs> yeah. No. Year later, still bad, huh? Yeah, that kinda. Was like the first thing Ben commented on when we finally finished the trilogy is like, "Where the fuck's that bird been the entire time?" <laughs> <laughs> Point well taken. In yeah. any case, I just think that Frodo. Point of Bilbo too. Frodo and Bilbo, Bilbo are kind of, kind of wussy. And they eventually show their strength at the end, but they really shouldn't even live to the end. Probably like, not. You know, that would change the whole story. Could we just go with Bella gets killed by the van in the first Twilight? Bam, Twilight doesn't exist. Yes. And that would have helped all of us. Sure. <laughs> it would have that, helped that all of us. Total sense. And, and probably a, a generation of teenage girls and how they understand <laughs> normal relationships. Ah, <laughs> uh, so true. Yes. Uh, Jason Bourne. Oh, first part. What of that would you movie, do to Matt Damon? He he dies. He drowns. Kill him. He's been shot, Kidnapper. and then you're, and then you're telling me this old rickety guy who has a rusty <laughs> blade is able to fish out four <laughs> bullets on a moving ship in the middle of a storm yeah. without causing any bodily harm to him. In real life, he gets seasick and tetanus. <laughs> The, the doctor probably throws up all over Jason while he's on the operating <laughs> table. <laughs> Mumford style. Yeah. <laughs> PTSD. Jason Bourne. That he is died very true. The rest of the franchise goes away. Even though the movies are good, I still like them. I'm just saying, he could have, he should have died. Yeah, I, this isn't a commentary on liking. I adore Lord of the Rings. Think about Deadpool. If he dies, what's his, uh, Francis keeps on with his little kind of underground criminal enterprise, you know, Mm -hmm. just things keep rolling, nothing happens, that's it. It's not a story. Miranda Bakarin's (laughs) totally fine, doesn't get kidnapped, continues her exciting life as a stripper hooker escort that we don't really know exactly what she does. she's got a diverse portfolio of jobs. I'm not saying she's not well-versed in a lot of different things in the service industry. I'm just saying, yes. Oh, you got one? I was thinking about Batman. That's one I had written down. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I've done two. You haven't. Well, I feel like Batman, for me, there's so many different ways that he could have died because he doesn't normally kill the villains. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially, I know it's not in the beginning of Batman, but when he's in the cave and he makes the leap, I just feel like he should have died there because when he <laughs> fell, that rope would have totally, like, totally snapped his, snapped his back. Snap his neck. Yeah. So I feel like Batman. Hmm. Joker, along with that. <gasps> yeah. Second movie. You're telling me someone, someone's not just going to shoot him? Come on. And the amount of coordination it would take for him in that <laughs> truck chase scene, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on, How did they dude. know where the helicopter was going so that they could shoot the zip line across and catch it? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> do you remember come that scene? Come on. I do. Okay. When the truck flips. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Got it. Um... <clears throat> Katniss should definitely have died somewhere before the, like, there's no way that she should live through three of those books with all the shit that happens to her. 
but ten minutes into every one of those books, she should have been dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the story doesn't cannot take place without her. So she is the character who should have died, but doesn't because she's integral to the plot. It's like Same. Peter Griffin and the giant chicken. Same yeah, goes exactly. with uh, Divergent. Oh my gosh, I, I understand that she dies in the end. But spoilers, jeez, it's been out for ages. It's been out so long. But I mean, she could have died so many times. Before oh my then. gosh, yeah. There's no reason for her to live through three of those. Or no. Joe Blow just had us in the foil form. <sighs> Wait, has, has the final movie come out yet? No. You spoil a movie that doesn't even exist yet. Hi, pick up a book. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't say that. There are plenty of people who only watch the Harry Potter movies. And it right here. Yeah, I know. I'm married one. to one. And it would have been horrible if you had spoiled the end of that. How could you? Okay, <gasps> small tangent. By the way, Brother Ben was at the bookstore the other day and found the British Harry Potters for me that I've been looking for. All of them? Yes. They're like, 50, you're going to get $1,500 from that. Uh, No, the ones that I want that are $1,500 oh, are the original. ones that you guys have. <laughs> I had to get the new British ones. Or do we have them? <laughs> guys, I finally got the British Harry Potter books I wanted. I stole them from you. God. <laughs> uh... Simba. Nala. Nala's, Nala's been pushed around, and she's run, had to run off from the pride to hunt for some food. Mm-hmm. Simba should have died with the hyenas nothing. when he went yep. into the uh, forbidden elephant graveyard. Correct. Yeah. He should, never should have been there. You guys find it weird all those elephants die in the same place? Just quit going there. <laughs> Go somewhere else. <laughs> hey, Larry, is that the place where... Uh, <laughs> Tim died earlier. This is what happens when I watch Disney movies with Ben. <laughs> well, let's let's go check it out, yeah. man. Did Tim go over there and never come back? Yeah. All right, let's go check and see if we can find yeah, him. Yeah, just like all of his friends and family before him. Yeah, let's go check it out. <laughs> Stupid elephant. Disney with Ben. <laughs> oh boy. Anna from Frozen. She's jumping all around that castle, riding a bike <laughs> down the stairs while standing on it. Willy you're fucking nilly. <laughs> you're telling me you're not breaking a neck from that? Come on. Dude, I, I couldn't ride a big wheel three feet on one foot, much less a bicycle <laughs> down the stairs of an ice castle. Come on. I love that you went there. <laughs> Disney just screwed it all up. Brave girl. I can't even remember her name. I don't remember her name. She's up against a bear. Sorry, a fucking ma- bear with ma- a bow and arrow. Marina? Mara? Mara? Marina. 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 Marinara should have died way yeah. earlier. Old chicken carbonara marinara. <laughs> Our good old friend Annalise is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, she it? Wait, what? She's the Wisps. Fun fact. She's the voice of the that. Wisps. So the Wisps in the movie Brave is Can actually you say wisps, for me wisps is actually uh, Annalise. Somebody heard her voice at Skywalker Ranch, and w- she is the Wisps. I want you to listen back, listener, and count how many syllables <laughs> Malls put into the first two Wisps. <laughs> she wisps. said, "Wisps, wisps, wispuses." Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Did you have any more, Ray? Like Captain America. You go into a fucking ice. <sighs> That's true. Sea yeah. of ice. Oh, so, Captain. I mean, United States clearly wins the war without Captain America in real life. He was unnecessary. Yeah. You could kind of say it about Iron Man, too. Because both of, like, I say that because they're two that don't have, like, powers, so to speak. Like, Iron Man has a suit and Captain America's just an awesome dude. With, like, super strength or whatever? Well, no, he gets jacked up by drugs. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. 
Drugs are good in this instance. He's like the yes. Mark McGuire of superheroes. <laughs> His head size <laughs> got massive. <laughs> yeah. I guess what I mean is they're, I mean, they're just hum- humans. Like, the things that happen to them should have killed them at some point, and yet... Here we are. Valid. Well, Still watching them. When you've got a guy with just lashes and like whips that's just trying to hurt you, you kind of live yeah. through that pretty easily yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> He's like Deadpool and he like has a little spork hand. <laughs> the way you described it, it sounds like it's like, I'm an M man. <laughs> Here with my whips to chain you down. I'm like, get you. <laughs> yeah. You bad boy. Come here, Tony. <laughs> what was your deal tonight? <laughs> Ben is in an awesome mood tonight. This is why we need to podcast more on Mondays. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So basically what we're saying is, in most of our favorite movies, the main character shouldn't have lived until the end. The the plot should never have sustained that person (laughs) until the end of the movie. The the real one, The Revenant. That bear effed up Leo. And he made it. What's that one? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. I just know. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he climbs inside of it. In the bear? To stay alive. Tauntaun style. Tauntaun style. Yeah. I knew that. saw the movie. They're from the same universe. Air high five. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but you can't do Star Wars Guess Who the right way. What's a force joke? Okay, Luke. I did not know Luke did That was a very subtle question. happen in the third movie. (laughs) I'm going to just take my sympathy violin back for (laughs) That's sympathy (laughs) bass. Whoa. That was Harry Potter. Sorry, get on my mandolin, guys. This is what he's like during the week. We when got you aren't instruments around. tonight. I'm sorry, instruments and whips. It's a good not, episode. Not whips. Yeah, it's wisps. No, it's wisps okay. and whips with ben Tony. Ben was just talking about whips. Tony. Yeah, Tony. You guys are in Dirty Land, and I'm in Disneyland. Wisps. Need to end this topic, <laughs> Ben. What's your topic for, for the I, end of the show? Please. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's life? Any of our topics? Yeah. Uh, so, sticking with our somewhat political theme from earlier, I was thinking about tariffs the other day because obviously we're going to build the wall that no one knows how to get over. Ollie, don't hide it. Just what go are ahead. you doing? Are you hacking a booger out? No. No. You good? <laughs> Yep, good. Thanks for doing that in the listener's ear. They yeah. really appreciated that. This is so, real life, folks. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about tariffs, and it, one of the things that popped into my head was if they start charging these obscene tariffs on everything we get imported, mm-hmm. that's going to suck. We import yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like, I understand the reasoning behind trade. it. Yeah, I understand, like, <laughs> you want to incentivize companies to make more things in America. But there's certain stuff you can't make in America. Avocados from Mexico cannot come from America. We saw that during the Super Bowl last right, night. Right, because they're avocados from Mexico. <laughs> Nobody's going to buy an avocado from Wisconsin. No. It's not going to happen. I will not. So my question is, <laughs> what? Taking a stance. Yeah, I will spike it on the floor in Kroger <laughs> and all of its mushy goodness. What item that could potentially be tariffed would drive you insane the best one i've heard so far is my family that you told me earlier <laughs> hey man my family. if things keep going like they're going hey my whole family's imported i got it 20 percent extra on your airline fare oh my god oh uh, that was that was fantastic uh well ben you said one of mine avocados man 
Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, what was it? Avocados, man. You heard me. I freaking love avocados. That would be tragic. You say it but, right the second time, but you say it wrong the I think the she first said time. it the same way both times. I think times. that she said avocados. it the exact same way yeah. both times. No, you said it different that time. Avocado. <laughs> that, that's a different one. Avocado. There you go. Avocado. That's a different one. I Diff- say, a little different. I say avocado. Avocado. Av. You're avocado. saying av. I have literally never said avocado. Avocado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an avocado to me. And I would be very distressed. But it isn't. Every time you say it, you switch it up. Okay, whatever. It's just a little I bit different, them. just like you, every avocado you, in the store. I love avocados, avocados, avocados. I love all of them. What's your guac made out of? Avocadabra. <laughs> What's yours made out of? Old death by guac. Oh, God, no, that like that's I just a thing. I love them. And it's a very real possibility that they will be taxed to the point where... We can't get them. I it's love avocados. We grow them here. Yeah, but I'm not paying 15 bucks for an avocado. No chance. <sighs> I might, but it'd have to be desperate. The, you know mine. I think we all know yours, Ben. You can't grow good coffee in America. <laughs> it just doesn't work. We do not have the right climate. Folgers gets it from somewhere. I don't know where Folgers gets it from. Probably a dirt pile in the backyard. Even yeah. McDonald's gets theirs, not from America. Yeah, theirs is imported. That's because we don't grow coffee here. Do we, do we grow coffee we here? We do not no. grow coffee here. You, There's not not a good climate. climate. Wrong. Yeah. You could, but it would not be good. Okay. Yeah. You want arid, I guess? Savannah-esque? Yeah, you're kind of looking for, I mean, like, if you want the good stuff. Okay. You're looking for mountain regions. You saw well, it all over let's, Rwanda. Let's be clear. <laughs> you can get a somewhat decent good coffee, but you would have to bring it from Hawaii. That's true. Okay. You could so. bring it from Hawaii. Which would technically not be imported. Right. So. But that would also, yeah, there would be no coffee. way be really they have enough yeah. room to even make enough coffee for even remotely part of the United no States. No way. No I, chance. I kid you not, if I woke up one day and coffee was like $100 a bag for the good stuff, I would immediately go to the White House and just lose my shit. <laughs> like, I'd be out there with a sign dressed as a coffee bean like, fuck you, man! <laughs> This is all your fault. Coffee for everyone. <laughs> Why would you take this from me? I do not have a problem. Ben, Ben's passionate about coffee. Yes. Malls, what's yours? Do you um, mine was probably going to be coffee as well, but guys, we wouldn't even have like all of our IKEA furniture. Yeah. I was going to say. I mean, I I was also going to say. Why are you so bouncy? I'm always bouncy. Sorry. Oh. That's true. I was going to say tea too, but um, but like thinking about technology and furniture and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. IKEA, everything that's made in China. It's. I mean, the it's insane well, how many things. Most we of the I, get it all. Most of the iPhone is made more. overseas. It's made in China. Supposedly, they're moving production to India, though. Which same problem. Same problem. Yeah. yeah. So, like your iPhone. Bye bye. Well, then the question is: is is if if it's made by U.S. company but outside the U.S., mm-hmm. is it still subject to the tariffs? Yeah. That's I'm my guessing. Th- the answer is yes, but if it's manufactured outside of the from U.S., from what I've heard, it, yes. No matter what company is producing the product, especially right. yeah, yeah, because um, you know Ford makes cars like they Ford has weird deals with the government where they can make mm-hmm. cars in Mexico and then import them right tariff free because they're an American company, but that's not standard. Oh, okay, gotcha. They have done. I don't think it probably hurts that the U.S. government buys a, but I say a truckload, but it's probably hundreds of truckloads of cars from Ford every yeah. single year. Right, so they break them a deal and all that stuff. Beer, yeah. beer would be mine. The beer would be rough. Uh, it, you can drink a lot of good beer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, America's got a lot of good beer. Totally. There's some um, Hefeweizens and different <sighs> European beers that I really enjoy. 
That I was, could get them. That was going to be one of mine, too. Mm-hmm. I would be super distraught if I found out food. we couldn't buy German beer here. Uh, cheese. Your good cheese. Mm. I love Green Bay, Wisconsin cheese. What are you guys talking about? No, like the good cheese. Burn it like to the, the imported good cheese that goes with that nice imported wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I would, I would just. I mean, I know that we'll still be able to get it if that happens. Mm-hmm. It'll just be more expensive. But I also feel like if it's that much more expensive, people, I mean, companies won't be able to compete. Right. So it's probably going to reduce the quantity. Mm-hmm. And I just love the fact that we can get those kinds of things. You, right. You can go to Jungle Gyms and you can get German beer and cheese from Spain and then you can get your bottle of wine from Brazil and... Jungle gyms would be in trouble. Good point. Yeah. I know. And so, like, would you have places like Jungle Gyms if that really, like, went to the would next level? Would it be level? called Jungle Gym anymore? <laughs> I yeah. don't even think it'd be a thing anymore. Like, half, like they their whole be able store to is imported. Yeah. It'd be gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of jungle, it'd be, like, cluster of trees, gyms. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be pretty distraught about the Ikea furniture. That would be a downer. Yeah, we're all honing in on food, but I feel like a lot of the products that we're not thinking of are not made here. Well, think about cars. It's really common for car companies to build their parts <gasps> elsewhere. My and the, Honda. Your Honda is you made. You would not have that. Your Honda actually is almost manufactured entirely in Ohio. But it's Japanese. Like, it's a Japanese a company. Japanese company. But Every, almost every piece of that thing is made in Ohio. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> My cute recreational vehicle is safe. <laughs> I guess the thing I was thinking about was, are there things that I have now that are made outside the U.S. that I'd be happy to buy if mm-hmm. it was made here? Yeah. <laughs> As Ray looks at your Patagonia. This... Made in Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> um, You're the one killing the economy. Scandalous. I'm wearing, scandalous. A, I'm wearing a Ohio-made product. That is true. Uh, a lot of technology in general is going to be what really hurts i think i think because mm-hmm. your manufacturing cost is so low for all of this mm-hmm. that's one reason we can get buy it for the prices even though that it's we not ride. cheap but the prices that we do get it at mm-hmm. relatively reasonable for someone's someone normal with a, a, a job to be able to spend on it well no, i think there's you kind of have to figure out where you want to draw the line yeah. of what is when are people outsourcing things maliciously versus when are people outsourcing things because they have to like, yeah. For example, if I, for example, carrier, not that I'm not supporting anything Donald Trump does at all. Don't take it that way. But <laughs> the whole like, we're going to move our entire factory to Mexico because it's going to save us $2 an hour per worker. That's kind of backwards. You probably yeah. should just keep building your furnaces here and keep people right. in America employed versus the coffee situation. Like mm-hmm. you literally cannot grow it here. You have to import it. Right. Exactly. And, and I think there's a lot of things in the coffee category there's there's a lot of things. A lot of food. There's a lot of things in both categories, yeah. but food in particular, we just don't have the range of climates to produce a lot of things that we import. Right. Coffee is a good example, but there are lots of other things well, like, like pineapples. I mean, where is right. where does a lot of our rice come from? Good question. Because very good question. Because we don't have great climate for good rice. Um, the brand I buy comes from California. Hmm. So, but let's. Could, Let's say, okay, let's just say tariffs happen, South America right? does a lot of it, too. Hmm. Would we have the correct amount of space to feed America, or would it be like, you no. literally can't find the rice? The answer is no. I think we'd be hosed. Yes. We would definitely be hosed. Yes. <laughs> it's the technical term. Yes, hose is a technical hosed, term. yes, very hosed. <laughs> Not um, opposing. Well, you go look at somewhere like Brazil, where they put a 400% tariff on anything 
they deem as technology. Mm-hmm. So to buy an Apple computer, mm-hmm. it's 400% more expensive for the computer you buy. Which is insane. Which is one reason that like there's an off-brand of Sega mm-hmm. and Nintendo down there because... Well, Nintendo actually... Uh, I think PlayStation and Microsoft said they would build factories down there. Nintendo said they wouldn't. So some other companies started making knockoff Nintendos <laughs> that like just could play the play yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I mean, somewhere down there, like they're desperate for technology. I mean, I have distributors and, and uh, customers down there. When they come to visit, their first stop is always yeah. the mall and then <laughs> the outlet mall because they can buy everything there pretty much for about 400% cheaper than the thing you buy insane. down there in, in Brazil mm-hmm. themselves. Can't Which even is, imagine. That'd be like if you could go buy a car brand new for $5,000. Yeah. Pretty much. That's Pretty crazy. Much. I, th- I wonder what the impact will be in terms of our relationship with Canada too because mm-hmm. right now things are tend to be more expensive in Canada. And so like, you know, if my family comes down, a lot of times they'll buy a couple things here because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be doing that in Canada if this happens? You know, are we going to say, like, hey, let's go to Toronto and buy an Apple product because it's so freaking expensive here? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, if, the, <laughs> if Canada signs the agreements with the Pacific Island nations and different stuff like that, then they're going to be buying the cheaper product potentially mm-hmm. out of every, yeah. anybody around here. I mean, the stuff that Trump did, you know, is questionable and all this stuff, but it's not saying that we can't still make some sort of agreement happen. He just got rid of the old agreement right. as part of it. But, again, he's still pushing the rhetoric more jobs, more right. growth of the economy. Here like, and you won't be able to buy anything, but you'll have a job. Yeah. And this is like the ex- this is like the extreme case we're talking about in the sense right. that like everything we have now because we import so many things would be cost prohibitive. Mumford's an Australian Shepherd. <laughs> Think how expensive he would have been. <laughs> we got homegrown dogs, Ben. Why yeah. do you know <laughs> Your fancy Australian dog. <laughs> I can't outro. Nobody's thrown it to me yet. <laughs> I was waiting for Ben. What am I supposed to do, guys? Ben's taking a stand. <laughs> <laughs> Refusing to talk what is his I, stance. What am I supposed to do? Someone else has to read it. I can't I, read I, it without Ray, it. can you close us out? I think oh, yeah, you got to end the show now. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. That was a terrible transition. <laughs> <laughs> How would you do it? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for... <laughs> so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, get into the conversation on Twitter at CoupleThingsPod. Our website, CoupleThingsPodcast.com. Our Facebook page and Instagram and our email where you can send your 30-second to 5-minute clips as some people have decided they get. Uh, CoupleThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for everybody who's already sent one in. If you haven't, just record it on your phone and send it to us. We'll take it any way possible. Actually, Send it to Malls on Twitter, too. You can do that. If you want to help us out, please go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash couple things. <laughs> or leave a review on iTunes or your listening app of choice. Ba-dum. Thank you so much to Dear Lincoln for our fantastic theme song. Hi, Dear Lincoln. Hi. Check them out at dearlincoln.com. Thank you so much to Brian Hour and Mrs. Brian Hour. Ooh, ooh. Check out Dear Lincoln's Tiny Desk Concert, Toast. Yeah, give them a vote if you can. It's so good. Uh, Thank you, Brian Hour and Mrs. Brian Hour, for the sponsorship through Patreon. Thank you so much to Ricardo 
for our amazing second intro from him. And little Ricky. <laughs> and little Ricky. <laughs> and little Ricky. We're never going to know who we're talking to from now on <laughs> whenever we talk to Ricardo or little Ricky. We'll be back next week with four new topics. Until then, this has been A Couple Things. talking to Jen and she's like I just want to like hang out with you guys really bad before I move to New York <laughs> like let's like let's get it on the board yeah like, oh cool yeah like, and I had a really that. good conversation with her yesterday yeah. too good weekend with Jen <laughs> agreed yes her um her boyfriend was great too yeah he seemed really cool that went really well she was really stoked that everything went well and he got good. along well with everybody and- order Ooh. Oh, no. That's not part of it. Reminds me of what is it good for? Absolutely. I say it reminds me of drawful. Draw the drawful noises. Ollie's very scared. Sorry, bud. He's getting situated. Michelle got to uh podcast with Dan with a headset on for the first time. Ooh, fancy. It's so different. Fancy, huh? Yeah. It was cool. It took some getting used to, though. Like, the problem with Ray's headphones is that they're sound canceling. Mm-hmm. So when I had them on, I couldn't hear myself talk. And I was like, Ray, how am I going to do this? I can't hear myself. <laughs> Ray! <laughs> Ray! So then he fixed it so Where I could hear you? my voice through the headphones. But then I, my voice was so loud in my ears. I was like, is this how I'm supposed to sound? <laughs> I use Ben's bows, mm-hmm. but I only do one ear. I was going to do that if Ray hadn't piped it through the headphones. It worked out well in the end. I got used Your to it. Your voice sounded great. Oh, thank I you. really enjoyed the episode. Thanks. I haven't listened to it I yet. was going to shout you out in our intro. And by shout you out, I was just going to talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sh- introing, right? Yeah, I meant like our, you know, opening chatter. Well, I thought I had it wrong, potentially. No, That's opening why I was, chatter. I yeah. wanted to confirm. Yeah. Guys, I got a weird intro topic, not for this episode, but for a future episode, possibly. Mm. This is going into the outro. What would our rap names be? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Why do you say it like that and then look at me weird? I know what your rap name would be. I don't know what your rap name would be. Um, I think too Asian. If you yeah. if you do that topic, give me some warning. Okay. Because I'm not good at thinking of those things on the fly. Okay. So. I clearly am not either. <laughs> I'll come up with something like yo diggity and then just move yeah. on. So and then I'll be no doubt. <laughs> you can call me Destiny's child. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want quality content, Got it. Give, okay. give me I'll give you guys a 24-hour notice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good one. Uh, so we have... Stephanie and... No, not Stephanie. Damn it. What's his name? Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Ricardo. Ricardo is doing our intro today. Okay. Great. Act like you like him. So, intro topics... We're going to go uh, Chinese New Year. Quick recap. We're not sticking on that very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, crossover Dan. Yep. Should we read some Year of the Rooster facts? Oh, Why don't you pull them yes. up? Yes. Right. Let's. Uh, can we please comment on the fact that the uh, male roosters are usually, what did your aunt say? Like <laughs> I wasn't there for it. Oh, They're better looking it. than the female rooster. 
she said Chinese are very, very shallow that way. She said it in only the way Beth could have said it too, which was made it even funnier. She was like, and the male roosters are typically very like very handsome and beautiful and the the female roosters are just kind of plain and ugly. (laughs) And everyone was like, What? And then her friend was like, I'm a rooster. (laughs) Oh yeah, Betsy. Yeah. Betsy. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl. Do we really need to recap that? No. No. Can we each just comment on our favorite happen. commercials? Ooh, can we? Because I had, there was. I have several. I have like one or two. I That's what I wanted to talk about. Did anyone notice this year that the commercials, like, well, that's like a whole other hot topic, though, that I wanted to use in the future. Kind of. I'll save that. Okay. The fact that, <laughs> well, like. You can make the comment now. The fact that, like. The political mm-hmm. thing going on right now in the world is influencing literally everything. everything. Oh, there's a lot of commercials. Lady that Gaga's political. performance. There were like four or five really serious commercials. Hardcore political. Like, like Lady Gaga's performance wasn't political. Besides her performance, her fact oh, was yes, really it, was. Good. it was. Besides the fact of her being there, no, her whole her performance, s- her was song political. choice, and especially the lyrics that she chose to sing from each song was on purpose. Yeah. For sure. I, like again, and I she started with songs America the Beautiful. She literally started with it was definitely political. it was subtle and like the fact that this is why it was going to be a topic eventually. Mm-hmm. Like meatheads like me just don't get it. Recently, <laughs> all my podcasts literally have all been about politics. All this is them. all anyone's thinking about. That's all Michelle talked about on the podcast digest. Whenever oh, people yeah. say literally now, I just think of Lemony With Snickets them. when they start to talk about literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys watching the new series? We, we just finished it. it. Oh, we binged it. Yeah. I really want to watch it. It's it was good. great. It's very good. They Why did, do people keep visiting us? They did the first uh, four books, and they just got renewed for another season. So we love those books. Oh, me too. They're so good. Still need an intro order. Or you mean order. just an order? Yeah. So We've we got... have tar- tariff, civic engagement. Uh, characters, characters, and we, we um, need to break you two up. Yeah, agreed. Who's gonna say terrorists first instead of tariffs? That's my <laughs> question. <laughs> I vote we go heavy political. All right. Or you first? You mean one of you two first? I think that Vons is gonna be way more right. political than yeah. Ben's. Hey man, I brought evil to the table once, and that was our only two star. That was her. <laughs> oh, was it? That was me. Was, was it? Her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, stop taking credit for the terrible right. topic. I was trying to follow the sword for you, Vonnie. <laughs> Maybe we should put Vaughn third. Okay. Cushion you. We'll, we'll fill her in. Not fill her in. It's a good topic. Just cushion it. What was your last yeah. one? What was your topic? Co- concert etiquette. Uh, concert etiquette. Oh, but that's another good intro topic. Yeah. Well, it is. why don't we lead with me because that was what we, we did this week. We could talk about the Lumineers and then lead into you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that works. works. So we're going to let Ben go last as per usual. Works for me. I mean, Ben usually fills the last spot. Uh, well, yeah. you could and go then last. tries to transition back second. to yeah. the intro. And oh. we're done. I mean, it's not the worst That's thing right. in the world they do that, but... I don't care. The problem is, and with the elephant in the room, he has to throw it to the outro. No, I'm just going to... I'm going to just stop talking. That, made me, that <laughs> made me laugh. When I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> End scene. We don't do it other than you. Because I'm trying to set people up for success. Guys, that was a great show today. Ray, take us home. At this point, it's a thing. It can't be a thing anymore. It's going to be a thing. You guys are too mean. (laughs) 
I need someone to throw it to me. Otherwise, I, I can't have the get out of the show. You have the Benzitions. We all have our own thing. <laughs> all right, guys. This is a great outro. Let's start the show, <laughs> shall we? Got it. Hey, we were ready to go, and you girls were like, we got to get this done quickly. Let's get right. on the boat. Oh, tea! <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Sorry. I really wanted no, some but tea. No, it was great. Hey, the snaps, yeah. the snaps <laughs> are going. We, we got to go. We go. got to get going. We're going to be here all night. Come on. And then no, all of okay. a sudden, we're down here for five minutes. <laughs> First of all, no one snapped. Second of all, you stood up and go. She all had right, cinnamon tea. I did. Snapping and I have all my over pig the cup. place. And I have my global <laughs> warming my mug. Cup. That's what the world's gonna look like in ten years. <laughs> kind of peeling, <laughs> slowly <Yeah>. going away. <laughs> all right. Do you all right. You no. Good? I'm all over. You're it. just that good. Well, it's not, I'm not even intro. He doesn't have to intro. Oh, right. <laughs> Until the next part. Gotcha. Oh, that's what we should do. Is... Oh, Ray, can I try this one? No. It's really good. I bought it, but then I never... It's quite tasty. Different, but quite tasty. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't want you to have any. <laughs> mm. I'll just give it a sample. Mouse, you should try it. It's really good. <laughs> Sorry mm-hmm. to auction your beer off, right? <laughs> Unless you're, yeah, you know that thing that happened earlier in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I showered. Can we the talk vomit. about that too. I showered ah! the vomit off. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that too. We are. We, we are. Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> the perfect storm is what we'll call it. Oh, mm-hmm. well, we should we should act it out. Molly can play the part of Molly, and I'll play the can part of Mumford. Take? Here, spit take on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, more bit, more. It was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> okay. Just remember that dog will lick your face at some point in the near future. Yeah. I mean, he eats poo too at times. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, he does a lot of really gross stuff, so. <laughs> it was so gross, guys. I can't even tell you. I'm like reliving it. <laughs> We'll relive it on the podcast. Okay, sorry. <laughs>